viewers and listeners, welcome to episode nine of season three of Everyday Humanity. This is my third try at this intro because to my right is Dennis. <laughs> welcome, everybody. We're glad oh, you're here. I'm offended. I, I know. This, yeah. As I said earlier, we aim to please. So hi, Don. We're excited. We have a staff member with us this week, and I can't wait for you all to meet her. She's been here a while, has a heart of gold. I happen to specifically have a soft spot because you're on my advancement team, our advancement team. You are on our team out here outside of these doors. So hi, welcome. Thank you. You're here. Wait, I, get, I don't get to talk about my soft spot? Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I have a soft spot because Dawn, when I first met her, was a student in my classroom oh. at Cornerstone University, and she sat in the front row, and she and her friends in that class heckled me every week. But it kind of grew on me, and now she's working here. Yes. Heckled how? Let's, let's dive into that. What did you do? Do you remember? He came to class with a Band-Aid on his ear, which was a little odd. So I, I had to call him out on, well, why do you have a Band-Aid on your ear? <laughs> so, okay. So wait a minute. So this podcast is going to be about what a great person Don is, but I need to unpack another side of Don. So I had a biopsy on my ear. This is serious business. <laughs> and I had a Band-Aid on my ear. I still taught that night. I was in pain. And I still taught. And then they're heckling me for a Band-Aid on the top of my ear when... Who knows? I could have lost my ear. I love this. You know what I, I like being real. So. Yes. And you asked a question yes. because this is something. I no, really like. there was no question. They were laughing at me. <laughs> they didn't go. And wanting oh, to what find happened out. to yeah. your ear? They were like. <laughs> yes. So she led with humor, which I also appreciate. Uh-huh. Um, but but you had a question. You were curious. You're like, hey, what happened? Right. Yes. One of the no. things I really appreciate about Don, she's curious. You ask curious questions all That's the time. Are you going to introduce Don now? Oh, hi, everybody. This is Dawn. <laughs> Dawn, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, I my name is Dawn Kaltenberg Van Horn. Mm-hmm. I am the volunteer and internship coordinator at Mel Trotter Ministries. I have been here, it'll be four years in April. Oh, I wow. started, I know, I started as the assistant to our Reverend um, Leonard McLevine and Michelle McIsaac in the development department, part time, part time with both of them until um, the volunteer coordinator position came up. And Dennis probably doesn't remember this. We went out for coffee in May of the year that I started because he was my teacher and wanted to, you know, touch base. And you said, where do you see yourself in the mission? Yeah. And I loved my position. I absolutely loved it. And what, do you remember what I said at at that meeting? Only a couple months into? Um, I'm old, so I don't remember what I had for lunch. (laughs) I said, out of all the positions, if the volunteer coordinator. That's right. And lo and behold, God worked it out, yeah. and that became available later in the year. So that was the the one place that I saw myself other than where I was at. So And, and the cool thing about that story, it really was a God moment, because the cool thing about that story is we had no idea that our existing volunteer coordinator was going to leave. Right. right. Right? So it was just this question that that I try to ask a lot of people, right? Like, where do you see yourself? Is it in your current role? Is it something else? And no idea that the volunteer coordinator was going to leave. So God right. was definitely at work. Yep. I had forgotten <laughs> yeah. about that until you said that. Yeah. I also forgot that you started as uh, Leonard's assistant and Michelle's. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How long so, have you been volunteer coordinator then? Three years? January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be three years. Yeah. Right before COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All wow. COVID. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how, um, like... You know, other than the fact that there was a connection, and that's really, I don't think, how you got here, but um, how did God bring you to Mel Trotter? Yes, God, God, God. So <laughs> I had spent 15 years at, um, in the biggest hospital in, in town and went back to school and got a degree and thought I was just going to be going 
to work my way up at the hospital system that I was at. Never did I think nonprofit, surely not, no thoughts of home, you know, homelessness, nonprofit. Right. And um, a friend of mine tragically passed away in January of 2018. And she was a Jesus lover. She was just on fire. Her um, name was Sarah. And I went to that funeral and I thought, I'm not in a spot where I can highlight, um, (laughs) you know, be able to talk about God. So um, within a month, I left the hospital system and went to Christian nonprofits specifically so I can share my faith and talk about my faith to other people. I didn't know that. I didn't know. No tears allowed, right? No, tears are encouraged. Okay. I blame mine on allergies. (laughs) It goes to your heart. And I did not know that story Mm -hmm. about you. And so you um, were led here clearly by God, and you continue to share that with God. And your role, right, you are front and center. You are talking with volunteers in our community, and it's so imperative. And people meet you, and they're like, tell me your story, right? But did you grow up in the faith? Then you said yes, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My parents were Christian and I okay. grew up in, you know, a Christian household. Yeah. Didn't become a Christian until age 22. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of thought a lot of hypocrisy was happening in the mm-hmm. church. And then I kindly realized, well, you know what? I don't want my views of all the ugh, Christians at church to keep me out of heaven. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty pragmatic approach. <laughs> so, right. So I'm like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Walking that. with God for, yeah, 22 years now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And being here has clearly strengthened your faith. I see oh, it every day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just being able to step out. So back to being Leonard's assistant and working yeah. in ministry, um, being able to pray with guests, being able to lead Bible studies, and but then yeah. also being able to help with events and stuff. It was just, it was a perfect mix and balance um, for me. And then now in volunteers, being able to do that as well. I remember Don in the ministry team as well because when I was volunteering and I was teaching devotions and yep. that's how I first oh, before you were on staff. before yep. I was yep. on staff I was the scheduler for yes. that yeah. and I would get emails oh. and I'm like can I come teach this yeah. Tuesday is Tuesday open and I just yeah I loved interacting with you but again even in those huh. moments I had no idea that we'd be working together on the same right. team in these couple roles. years later yeah. I love right. it I love it it's just the way that it works so um, huh. with regard to volunteering right this is a big reason this time of year that we mm-hmm. uh, asked you to be on here because wow do we ramp up from a volunteer perspective in November. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about our events and what, what you're doing lately? Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> much, right? September 1st. I, I know for everybody else, it's probably November 1st, but for se- September 1st, um, the calendar kind of switches over into fall mode and um, all things Thanksgiving. So starting with Turkey Drop um, and the volunteers needed to run two separate places, 12 hour for the um, two at South Pavilion and or yeah. <laughs> you know, all yeah, those yeah. things. Um, and so then Thanksgiving, um, we are looking for hundreds of volunteers. So it's not just um, putting it out there, but also talking with the volunteers and matching up their strengths and areas that they want to serve in. We have some volunteers that have come for 20 some years and they are yeah. rearing to go. Like they're, they're actually messaging in August. So I literally have to tell multiple people, <laughs> it'll be live. Seriously, we're going to go live yeah. like September after Labor Day, it'll be out there but yeah people are re- ready to ready to but come that's so serve. cool though right like somebody is that passionate about it that in august yep. they're like bugging you not yep. bugging you yep. but you know what but i mean they're, they're sending you the emails yep. in august and um you know and and my family i've been at mel trotter almost 11 years now and almost every one of those years my family has volunteered at thanksgiving and it has become the best part of our holiday it really has and and you know even 
little kids to teenagers to now my oldest are in their 20s. That's what they want to do on Thanksgiving because they get so much out of giving. They actually probably would tell you that they receive more than they give. And I think that's a story of so many of our volunteers. Would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. People... um, get so much more. Um, There's one gentleman last year that his wife had recently passed away and their dream was to volunteer together someday. Um, And he was a retired um, individual and decided, okay, my wife had passed away. We weren't able to do this together. And so he came for the first time. And so people have a lot of different avenues um, to get them to volunteer and the reasoning behind it. Sometimes it's for school hours. Sometimes it's just family engagement. But yeah, to be able to interact with everybody his heart is um, a blessing, true blessing. Yeah, yeah, it is. We have how many? 300 and... Um, We're up close. to 370. 370 right signed now. up right now. Yes. For the for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Day. Yes, Thanksgiving okay. Day. Last yeah. year we were able to run it with 503. Okay. In a perfect world, 650 would be great yeah. just to have everything at capacity. But, so 370, yeah. we need some volunteers yes. yet. Yes, yeah, we're still You probably looking. didn't see it, but I sent you an email earlier that I haven't You're... signed my family up yet. So <laughs> we will there's, get you there's another up. six of yeah. us. Yeah. There we go. We're up to almost 380. There we go. <laughs> See? Yeah, all I know. Service right I know. Here. Thank you. One stop shopping over here, everybody. Yeah. Um, so, you, what is your favorite part about that day? I know it's kind of a hard question because we each have so many yeah. favorites of that day. It's, it's a long day, it's a worthy day, and it's just like the pies obviously are a clear favorite, I think, of many people yeah. because we have a group that comes and does those every yep. day, right? Berlin Baptist oh, yep. comes in and they've been coming in, I think the volunteer had said, at least 54 years. So, even when, you know, obviously really? the boss wasn't open then, but yeah. bringing uh, pies in. And last year, was 54 50, I believe it was 54. Yep. There was a lead volunteer that and they're said, all homemade pies. Homemade pies. They yeah. literally have um, made specific like carrying units to bring the pies so they can put in 20 30 pies in like a box yeah wow. it's very very cool yeah good i wonder if they could bring one of those carrying units right to my car <laughs> uh-huh. four years that's longer than three of us since we've been alive oh oh bad sizzle sizzle that was not nice Oh. But it's your turn now. You can say something if you like. Because I just feel like I set you up. Like, well, let me tell you when. Back in the day. You know, when when the accusers mocked Jesus, he remained silent. So I feel that um, I need to try and be like Jesus at this moment. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, Don, what else would you like to share with regard to volunteerism, um, not just within Melchard? I know you take a lot of um, professional development classes and you care a lot about DEI and you yes. just have a lot of passion within you in terms of mm-hmm. bigger picture thinking. Yep. So, you know, what else can you share with our viewers and listeners in terms of the importance of that? Um, and as that sort of pertains to your other area of interest, which here at, you know, Melchard DEI, we have sit on staff who leads that, but love to hear about that as well. Just getting involved. I think overall, not being stagnant, not sitting back and watching anything happen. Um, We all have a part to play. Um, You asked me a minute ago, what's my favorite part of the day? Um, It's hard to nail it down to that day because there's 364 other days. But my biggest biggest thing over volunteering and um, working with the community is just being able to share um, that there homelessness is a lot different than what we see on TV. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest thing, working with Mm -hmm. with youth. And so in part, 
the part of that day is when you have families coming in that are from the outlining areas and see nothing about division in our downtown area. Um, it's just an eye opener and just being able to um, be a part of that experience with them that there's more, there's something bigger out there. Um, so yeah, as far as DEI and all things to learn more, I'm an adult student. I'm going back to school. Like yeah. You're never too old, you know, you just, you just keep on digging in and um, yeah, get given back. So. And, and that's a part of your job too, that um, school groups call, right? And they want to do something or they, they want to learn about homelessness and they come in and I don't know how many times I've seen you touring a group of high school or mis- middle school students um, through the mission and then sharing to your point what homelessness is really about what um what would you say is most impactful to the students that you talk talk to about homelessness like what do when you share something with them what do they go oh gosh I didn't know that that's really important um probably we do an interactive um it's called take it or leave it and so I have on a piece of paper one two three I give them the scenario you have 10 minutes to leave your house your mom dad siblings everybody breathing (laughs) living is is safe but you need to grab three things with you and you're not going back so just giving them a couple minutes to think about what those three things are and then we impact them and so through impacting them you know some people will say oh I need food so I'm going to bring a fridge well are you really going to be able to carry yeah, that and care. so we look or I'm going to bring clothes well it's winter time what about in July you know what clothes are you going to use and where is that going to go and then also that all of our guests are allowed to bring in one bag mm-hmm. um, just to see the realization like oh like Really? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can only choose, you know, a couple of things. Well, if all your worldly possessions are on your back, right. um, and the challenge that some of us staff did last year, you know, it really gets you um, your eyes um, opened. Yeah. And then phones and phone chargers, where are you going to charge your phone if you have your phone? When you're living right. in congregate living, you know, yeah. so things that, yeah. you know, or a lot of street. students, yeah. right, or yeah, on the street, things that um, a lot of kids take for granted. Um, the meal system, where even the family units that we have, there isn't a kitchen in there, or you can't store mm-hmm. your snacks up there. Just talking through that and seeing like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that because it's interactive, right? And and that's how people are learning. They're sort of, whether they're thinking through what three things would I take, but it's that experiential sort of interactive learning. Yeah. I think people are going to remember for a long time. I remember one of my favorite volunteer stories um, predates you, and apparently everybody in this room except me because I'm the old guy. Um, but we we did something this year that we hadn't done in a few years but we used to do a lot a lot every year and that was a walk in their shoes and we did it this year as an art prize exhibit in our um in our park and one of my favorite stories is that years and years ago um school buses would come and they would go through a walk in their shoes and uh, our volunteer staff would meet the school buses and walk them through and do exactly what you're doing right ask them to think about things and consider things well, on a particular day, several years ago, there was this little girl that got off the bus. You know where I'm going yep, with this. Yep. <laughs> and, and walked through a walk in your shoes. And she was so impacted that that little girl grew up and ended up on staff at Maltrotter, right, Brooke? Yeah, that's uh, ag- awesome. Again, in you mm-hmm. guys' department. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such an opportunity or it's such a reminder to us that um, things like that can really impact. I mean, in, in some ways, it probably changed the trajectory of her life. Right. It certainly awakened God's heart for the poor inside her. Um, and now she's giving back on staff at the organization that when she was this little schoolgirl, right? <laughs> Which So it's so important what you do, not only to make sure that 
what thousand couple thousand people eat on Thanksgiving, but it's it's even more than that. It's building the community awareness and right. then building the compassion within them. Yeah. To yeah. be able to see that, I do have a story. Oh, good! It, it might not, it might not top Brooks, but just putting it out there. Yeah. Um, February 2020, before things slowed down with COVID, um, we were doing the interactive, and we were talking about, you know, who gets to help with homelessness. Right. Is it just the parents, the teachers, the church? No, we all get to help with homelessness. And there was a 10-year-old, um, and I think she was in fourth grade, and we were reading scenarios, um, and the scenario was from the standpoint of a homeless child that he was going to call in sick for his birthday because he didn't want his mom to have to pay for birthday treats. Mm. That's wow. That that's rough, you know, that that's sad. And yeah. so we um, do these in- interactives. There's 10 little interactives and each of the kids will stand up and say it and this uh, 10-year-old little girl who was not the reader of this interactive, he, she just heard it. Literally God laid on her heart. Well, it's almost Valentine's Day. If kids are going to call in for their birthdays cuz they can't buy birthday treats, what about Valentine's? So this 10-year-old little girl went back to I want to want to say Portage, so you know, it was a w- yeah. ways away and went back to our community and asked them to bring in valentines and they were able to bless our family promise guests with a whole table wow. of valentines boxes so that will be the brook of the future that is amazing <laughs> well, okay so right so jesus says unless you have faith like a child you can't enter the kingdom of heaven right we we look at kids and we think that they really aren't amounting to anything and they'll be until they become adults you're talking about a 10 year old girl mm-hmm. who Faith like a child, right? right? And God says right. the kingdom belongs to people, to yeah. kids like this. Yeah. That's the heart of God in that yeah. 10-year-old girl. Wow, that's a that, great story. And that's story. the, yeah, I that's, that I, I love that. I, I love yeah. that part of the work. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm sure it just informs your motherhood too, because I know you're a fantastic mom and you are all <laughs> things family and you lead by example. So do you have stories about how this is like passing down personally for you generationally? Okay, but yes. first, how many children do you have? <laughs> Okay, now everybody hold on to your seat. I know. No. Strap in. I have eight children. Yeah. Um, they range from 26 down to seven years old, and this has become a family, um, back to the Thanksgiving, a family yeah. event. So I will have all but two, my youngest two, um, and then one that lives out of state. So out of my eight, I will have five that are there. Wow. And um, two of them actually are on the other side of the state, and they said, no, we want to come. It's important. We want to be there. Yeah. My nine-year-old, who worked last year, said, okay, mom, when are sign-ups? So um, September one, right? Right, you're already signed up. You're coming yeah. with me. So um, yeah, they are able to see you know firsthand and then look forward to it like so many other families to be able to do this together. Yeah. So yeah. wow, I love it. Yeah, you know when Olivia was young, I I don't have eight. I have one, um, who makes me feel like I have fifty. <laughs> right? Um, I love her. She's listening. So again, I'm safe. Um, no, she's she's incredible. She's just the sweetest thing. And, and you know, from a the older we get, the more we understand really. Um, what is important, right? What are our legacies? Like, what are we pouring into people? And so, you know, I feel like when we were younger and didn't know, right, we were sort of maybe takers of the system, if you will. Like, it was all sort of me, me, me. What can I get out of this? And so, you know, the longer that we are in relationship with Jesus and he's like, let me just maybe change your perspective on this just a little bit. Um, And I saw that firsthand with her. And some of my proudest moments of being a mom have nothing to do with, hey, she brought home an A in spelling, but rather when she brought home she brought home a Bible in third grade. And I said, um, 
what, which version is that, right? And where did that come from? And it was from another girl in her room who was saying, you know what? I want to teach you about God. And Liv's like, great, let's talk about it. She was maybe seven or eight. And then I said, well, where's the money I gave you for like lunch or whatever? And she goes, oh, well, I bought other people Bibles. I'm like, all right then. Wow. Let's go. You know, yeah. and that's, but those And moments, this is your daughter. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So sweet. It was a surprise to me too. I'm like, oh, there's hope. You know what? But it, it's truly moments like that. And I see her now as a 25-year-old adult woman. I know you've got a 26-year-old yeah. who um, goes out into the world every day. And she's like, I care for people who are struggling and going through family difficulties. It's just, we never know what an experience that we've been through in our childhood or growing up at any point in time, how God will use that for the glory, his glory, and then to benefit his children, right? Right. Yeah. That's right. It's all about kindness. That's it. All about kindness. That's it. Well, I know that you are um, a little busy, uh, especially (laughs) this time of year. So um, for folks that don't know, how can they get involved to volunteer? You can go to milltrotter.org and hit the volunteer tab. It's a three-step process of um, putting your name, your date of birth, all that fun t-shirt size, because we have awesome t-shirts that were designed um, for this. And then um, as soon as you create an account, get back into the um, the portal and choose what type of you know shift you would like. We have from 6 in the morning until 1.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that's on Thanksgiving Day, but we also start November 24th. November yep. 24th. Yeah. You know, it's my husband's birthday. I should probably remember that. November 24th. Um, but also throughout the rest of the year as well, right? So yeah. clearly we are very busy this time of the year, but we have volunteer opportunities 12 months out of the year. Yes. yes. 365 days a year. Our yes. kitchen, our outreach, all of that. There's always something that can be done. So, so I'm before we end, I'm stuck on the, we have 370, we need 600. Yeah. So there are like a myriad of volunteer opportunities for Thanksgiving. I mean, yes. everything from helping in the kitchen to hosting a table to greeting people when they walk in. What are some of the other ones? Coat check. Coat check. Um, yep. Coat check, yeah. um, traffic directors. Right. Um, we actually have meal promoters that will go out the weekend before and canvas certain neighborhoods, um, oh, giving out right. flyers. So that's an awesome opportunity for yeah. youth groups and things like that. Um, we have t-shirt sorters. All these hundreds of volunteers will each be getting a t-shirt. So there, yeah. there's that. We have our volunteer lounge. Before your shift starts, you can go in, have a Cookie, donut, coffee, all that, yeah. all that stuff before you dive into you know working. Yeah, lots of different so opportunities really with lots is of different. Something for everyone. Oh yes, yep, something all ages. Everyone. Yep, yeah. all ages. And yeah. table hosts would probably be the best place if you yeah. have children, um, to to be able to work. Yeah, very cool. It's gonna be an exciting day. We yes. can't wait. It's gonna be next week. Next week. So uh, looking forward to that, Don. Thank you for everything yeah, you thanks do. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we always say we can't do this work without our donors and volunteers. Mm-hmm. And it's right. so true. Thank you for leading the charge of volunteers. Thank you. Yes. And thank you for joining us, listeners and viewers. We will see you back here next week for our very last episode of season three. Thanks for joining us.